Ahoy hoy everyone, it's Craig Williams here at Disney's Animal Kingdom. I'm joined alongside by Rhino. Hello. And Erica Resnick. Hi friends. And we are going to break down some of the news that was announced at Destination D23 at the Walt Disney World Resort just this past weekend. And of course, there was a lot of big news for Disney's Animal Kingdom potentially for the area that we're sitting in right now, mm-hmm. Dino Land USA, as well as the attraction that is just behind us, Dinosaur. And uh, it is potential, though, that Restaurantosaurus will still survive all of this, because if I know anything about Restaurantosaurus, it's got legs. Is that a I, joke? I don't know. It, <laughs> it might be a joke. Uh, you know what's not a joke? Booking a vacation through Dreams Unlimited Travel. Uh, If you go to dreamsunlimitedtravel.com, you will get matched with one of the amazing travel agents who will help you as much or as little as you need when planning a Walt Disney World, Disneyland, Disney Cruise Line vacation, or any of the other destinations that we serve. And if you're booking a Walt Disney World vacation package right now, you can get a free gift card up to $300. Most people are going to get a $50 one, uh, but it is still a free gift card just handed to you for booking a vacation now through September 30th for travel through the end of the year. So head over to dreamsunlimitedtravel.com for more of that information. Now, since we are in Disney's Animal Kingdom, I feel like we need to start with the obvious and talk about the blue sky concepts that were suggested for Animal Kingdom as being considered. And this saga started in the 2022 D23 Expo uh, when they kind of proposed what could happen in Dino Land when its time has run out and it's going extinct. Uh, During that presentation, they suggested Zootopia and Moana, and I feel like fan response was kind of like a little bit of confusion, more of like, well, Zootopia makes sense, Animal Kingdom, animals, but Moana, what's going on there? Uh, Well, I even saw the thing online saying that people were upset about Zootopia because technically it's an allegory for like the human condition versus like it actually being about animals and about like anything that has to do with it and then uh, lo and behold they were like okay well how about you like this two properties have nothing to do with animals oh that's absolutely (laughs) it so we got updated plans during destination d23 and right now walt disney imagineering is planning to reimagine dinoland usa into a new land inspired by the tropical americas and this would include uh a lot of regions just north and south of the equator here in the Western Hemisphere, the northern part of South America stretching up into Central America. And part of this comes new experiences inspired by Encanto, as well as Indiana Jones, which, you know, has been a rumor for years. People saying dinosaur, exact same ride track as Indiana Jones Adventure. In Disneyland, it's a much more popular attraction than dinosaur is. Why not just do it? I mean, for me, it's because it never made sense uh, beyond, yeah, it's the same ride track and it would be a way to freshen it up and give it new life. But, uh, you know, I I guess in Kanto, there's an argument that can be made for it. But Indiana Jones, for me, is the head scratcher. Mm. I think it's just aesthetically that they're like, oh, well, setting the ride here, we've already got all the foliage and like sort of that, you know, that location setting is already built into the park, so it's minimal amounts of work it would have to do to turn it into this other attraction, which is never good when Disney starts thinking about how can they do it the most minimal that they can 
to change something over. But I, I dinosaurs. I, it, it used to be my favorite attraction at Walt Disney World. It's probably like my second favorite after they built Rise of the Resistance. But it's one of those things where I, I, I don't know. I, I'm obviously I'll go on the ride if it's here. But it definitely for me thematically doesn't make sense at all. But I would have rather the Zootopia ride. I don't care that it was about that. It was just like you know, animal. I forgot the word. And anamorphic, whatever yeah. the thing. So, but like. That would have still been like, here I am on this animal ride. Like, I, I don't know. Maybe they just didn't want to build the surrounding area or what goes into that. But it comes down, basically, I'm just kind of like, it feels like they were just throwing out properties again to get the reaction to then be like, okay, just kidding. We're not actually doing that. You know, yeah. like, it's yeah, that thing where it's non-announcement. These right? were more like, we're considering these well, options yeah. now. And it's just kind of like, okay. It might change. Most likely, it will change. So I'm not, like, married to either idea, but I'm okay with it happening. But I'm also not going to get attached to the idea of any of those options happening because it could change next year. Yeah, that's the whole point of how Josh is now presenting at D23 Expo, which is now being renamed and going to be something different, but as well as Destination D23, uh, they would rather take the approach with what's coming in the far-off future as Blue Sky because it gives them the option to just say, we're considering these things, base reactions on, you know, base the fan reaction on whether or not they should move forward with different things because, I mean, as we're going to talk about later on, uh, they definitely are starting to think about fans a little bit more in terms of yeah. not wanting to destroy everything that the core fan group loves. But so, trying to please everybody is going to please nobody. Yeah, that's, that's the hard part with the Disney fan community. That's also a very good point in there. I, I so for me with with this part of Animal Kingdom, it's not necessarily that I I don't want Indiana Jones. I, I honestly think that kind of like your frustrations that you vented, Dinosaur is not perfect. And Dino Land is definitely not perfect. No. Uh, the attraction is still a lot of fun, and it's one of my favorite things in this park, and Walt Disney World in general. And while it's based on an IP, it still feels original to it this area. It was originally based on exactly. an IP. That I think that's part of it. So yeah. it's like still has that, like you said, that originality feel to it. Exactly. And I, you know, I think it still serves a purpose right now, but when they finally get the green light and they go with this area, they can't just leave Dinosaur and Restaurantosaurus in this small section by itself. When they're ready to go, they have to do everything. And Encanto, yeah, throw it in here. They they can make sense out of that uh, without any, you know, real issues, in my opinion. Especially if they really brace in, lean in and embrace the fact that like oh animal kingdom we offer all these destinations and continents around the world mm-hmm. so yeah. let's go into central and south america i still think you know well, i still think that australia would make the most sense with finding nemo the musical placed out by itself mm-hmm. build out australia a little bit more give a little bit more Finding Nemo material. I mean, I know you have that at Epcot too, so it might be Finding Nemo overload in that way. But how many parks have Little Mermaid stuff? Two. Uh, how well, many one do? Technically now, <laughs> the Magic <laughs> yeah. Kingdom. I guess just the one. Yeah. But for a long time, there were two. It was two, and you know what I mean. Like, and I, I really only think COVID took out that other laser light show. But, but it, you know, it's one of those things where sometimes it's like 
uh, I don't I don't know. It, it just feels like, you know, we talk about Hollywood Studio needs like one more like pump up and it, like an Indiana Jones ride, demolish the show and put the ride over yeah. there. Yep. And then you've got that park's really popping with some stuff there. And it, it just feels right there. You know, and because it's like that's already an adventuring, like a park in that sort of adventure vein. And, you know, I'm not even with Encanto. I'm like, maybe there isn't enough space at Epcot to put it there. I just suggest Epcot because it is celebrating cultures. And I do feel like South American cultures kind of aren't as celebrated as other cultures there. So, you know, lean into that. Yeah, I mean, the problem with Encanto is when you build it, you have to build the Madrigal House. And so in that that way, it would fit in aesthetically here. It would also work for the Beyond Big Thunder project, which has not died yet. They gave the update on that that they're still considering things. All they said with it... We're still thinking about thinking about it. (laughs) Thinking about it. They did say for Magic Kingdom it will be in a similar scale to Star Wars Galaxy's Edge and Pandora, including new attractions, restaurants, shows, and more. So, so like, yeah. So at least they give like a size. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Which, that's a a good size for it. That gives you two rides, really. Mm -hmm. Like, two solid rides. And like you just said, a quick service. So it's like, that's a considerable addition to that park. Right? Yeah. yeah, and that park's already huge. I'd exactly. rather see Encanto over there, though, honestly. Me too. Because I feel it's like... It's more fantastical. Yeah, it has that, like, mm-hmm. magical feel. I mean, hello, yeah. all the family literally has... Like, different, these, like, like magic. magical yeah, powers, it, yeah. It feels like it would be, yeah. like, I do such a think, great addition. Like, the Casita would be beautiful here, and, like, it would be a great way to showcase all the animals that live in South America. If, the, if Disney could use the storytelling abilities they have to make it in a way like that where it's like let's educate you about south america and what it has to offer and how you can help um the those countries and those animals and everything that would be cool Mm -hmm. but i part of me feels like they wouldn't go that deep for some reason but i think magic kingdom would be a beautiful spot for Encanto. like i think it'd be beautiful ultimately with animal kingdom i'm sure there are a lot of armchair imagineers out there that have plenty of great ideas for it but I think I'm so just, like, I'm excited for Disney to finally just tell us what it is. Because in terms of me also sitting here and suggesting better things, like, the only thing I do have is Australia with Nemo. But, again, you don't want to overdo that. So, ultimately, I'm, you know, I, I I feel their pain in trying to have to revitalize this park, completely take out a previous land, and just... Yeah. build it from the ground up again with what what they need to to really make this park even more of a staple and that, it's not an easy task and as rhino said at the top of this you're not going to be able to please everyone with it but ultimately this land needs help so it really does it doesn't matter yeah. what they do help anything is going to help out <laughs> drastically and yeah but we do know that zootopia is coming to animal kingdom just not in terms of the land unless they go back on that which they could always do and yeah. with any blue sky concept mm-hmm. but zootopia is definitely getting a place inside the tree of life because uh it's tough to be a bug apparently is going to be it's real its tough to be a bug now <laughs> you can say that again yeah, it's real tough to be a bug now <laughs> thank you very much for that uh so yes uh the new show is going to be taking place inside the tree of life theater uh the current concept for the new zootopia experience has guests visiting different biomes you can only glimpse in the film traveling along with judy hops nick wilde and other characters uh, the animatronic that would be replacing hopper 
in that area would be Clawhauser, which I know excites Rhino. Uh, well, it, it also makes the most sense, too, because they built that animatronic in uh, for Shanghai. Yep. So it's like, okay, well, they already have the plans and the things, so they just built another one. Yeah. Uh, they're still finalizing the concept, and more details will be coming in the future, but... Honestly, I think they already kind of nailed the concept. There mm-hmm. are all those different areas of Zootopia, mm-hmm. you know, just rather than give each bug a chance to showcase their act, have a traveling version of Zootopia. Go and see different areas in there. I mean, it's just weird that it's in the tree. Like, I, they like can't I, help that. Well, it's, yeah. a, it's one of those things where I've always been like, that attraction more than any other attraction, I think at all of Walt Disney World, kind of really nailed itself in place, being like, yeah, what do we do? Because we literally built our icon around, th- this attraction's built around the icon, so like, it's really hard to like change that part without touching the tree, so. You know what I mean? Like, will we still be in a tree? Or is it supposed to be like where something builds in the tree? I don't know. I mean, I'm excited. Zootopia, you know how much I love Zootopia. So I'm yeah. I'm thrilled. I'm and, excited for you know, this one. Yeah. Tough to be a bug as much as I still think it's a fun show to be in and watch people scream with the bugs and the hornets and stuff. I get it. It's like 25 years old. Yeah, it's it definitely hasn't maintained its relevance. And if you're getting rid of it at Disneyland, it's easier to make an argument to get rid of it here, too. I mean, obviously, it's gone in Disneyland, but... They had to make that decision. Uh, you know, in terms of the making sense inside a tree, you know, all they have to do is string together a real easy story where it's like, oh, you know, it's we found this hidden theater inside the tree that will allow a look into the world. It's that easy. Mm-hmm. If you're talking about an IP that has to fit in with that wooded environment, the only thing I would think of right off the bat is Elemental, Sandy. which... Bam- you want to watch a Bambi 3D show <laughs> inside the tree of life? I to watch it. I'm just telling you another option. I, I Woods, mean, deer, Bambi. Sad. I like Elemental Sad. for Crying. it. But Dead. that's just me, I guess. I know Elemental wasn't my favorite movie, but there was definitely wood in there. I know because she set it on fire. Wood? Spoiler for the movie. She set wood on fire. Well, yeah. that's the funny movie. People being like, oh, that flop. And you're like, it's one of their most successful it's going. It's, it's still going. Word of mouth. Yeah. It, it pumped up. Yeah. So uh, good for it. But yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited for Zootopia inside. As much as I dislike Zootopia, I think it is definitely a way to make this park way more relevant. And mm-hmm. it seems like an easy bet on these characters, putting them in that way. It's just, why has it taken so long yeah. to incorporate Zootopia more than just Nick and Judy meeting people They want to make sure that they're at least 10 years behind the trend. Yeah. At all times. At all times. Which is (laughs) why... Toy Story Land. Let's build it way after. Well, that's why I think Encanto might have got pushed over here, because maybe whatever the next plans are with... The um, Wish. Is with Disney's Wish being part of Beyond Big Thunder in that way. Another kingdom. So, yeah. It's the same way New Fantasyland was like, had the Bell Castle. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Right on. That's my thought with it. Again, I'm not using any... You know, any other sources, I know a lot of people have been talking about this. I'm not getting into the gossip and what's going on, but I don't don't think it will. I'm not convinced on that. What could flop, which I don't think it will, is Country Bear Jamboree being updated. And apparently you two disagree with me. Uh, (laughs) So essentially, this is where I was talking about with... Josh and Imagineering and Disney understanding that you need to keep fans uh, happy in a way and part of what they don't want to see is original characters being ripped out for straight 
Disney intellectual property, and they this has been in the works for a while. I don't know if you saw the story. So yeah, Country Bear Jamboree uh, will now be kind of revitalized in a way with new music, uh, doing country versions of Disney songs, which I think that's where a lot of people are getting lost with it. Mm. I know there are some people who are upset with uh, with Liverlips Liver being Lips. renamed Romeo, uh, but I will accept that considering Liverlips has a lot of racist connotations yeah. with it, oh. probably for the better yeah. in that way. Google it. Uh, I'd rather not now. <laughs> so... Uh, but in general, the idea, you know, Country Bear Jamboree, part of what I fell in love with it is the fact that the songs are so hilarious. I mean, yeah. they're country songs that exist. I think it was Tex Ritter who are sang they? Blood on the Saddle, like back in oh. the 50s. And I didn't know that. So, yeah. Same, I, I thought it was just an original yeah, song. Yeah, I so. thought they were. And I like, love that song. Yeah. That's yeah. funny. I mean, obviously, stuff like the Big Bear Serenade in the beginning and, and such like that. But what does she say when um, she goes up? You um, all hurry on up or something yeah. like that. Yeah. Right? yeah. As soon as I get a ladder. Yeah. Um, but. As soon as I get a ladder. <laughs> so is he getting a new outfit too? Because in the poster he's got like a yeah. jacket with a hat on. It looks yeah. to me like all the bears are getting refreshed in terms of, you know, their outfits. That theater needs revitalized oh, it needs all the love in, in the a world. big way. And you we know, know what that. could happen when they do that too? Maybe we'll get our Christmas show we always say would be cool. Yeah. yeah. I'd be okay with that again, returning in a little bit of time, but I don't want it like, you know, it's going to open sometime in 2024. We know that. So okay. at the same time, I don't know how extensive it's going to be in terms the of making already? everything. No. Okay. No. Yeah. So th- well, that's the measure of like, we're already toward the end of 2024. So how long is it going to be closed? But I'm not sure how long it took in no, Snow White. Yeah. At the end of 2023. You're right. We're yeah. at the end of 2023. Always thinking ahead. Um, but, you know, if it opens in 2024, it's kind of the, you know, the gauge of like, okay, well, how much? But, you know, who knows? Maybe it's such a small theater, all that building could have happened yeah. off, and, off-site. You know? you know, a lot of the hard work is uh, the music and the recording, yeah. which they have seemingly already done, you know, during Destination D23. They played a bit of uh, Bare Necessities in the, the new tone, which, you know... It's hard when you're seeing a bunch of humans sitting around playing it. You're like, oh, that's great for a country album. But (laughs) it's a harder concept to place than with the bears in there. But ultimately, it's keeping the country bears around longer. So I don't care about the music. It's, you know, yeah, part of what I love about the show is the current lineup of songs in it. But I'd rather see the show just continue to exist. Well, yeah, other, I'd rather see them stay alive than yeah. Yeah. get the, rid of the whole show completely. The other part of that is doing an update like this now means that even if people don't like the show, it just means it could be updated again. Yeah. So it is that it is that sort of, not guarantee, but you know, it's a better bet that we'll have it for years to come. Especially... Even with like how they did the Tiki Room where people didn't like it and then it went back yeah. to the Tiki Room. Something like that could happen. Especially if the animatronics are being updated to be, you know, newer technology, it yeah. could be easier to update the show right, exactly. throughout the years. Yeah. That's so. what I'm saying, like throwing overlays on it, yeah. something like that. So that would be fun. I'd be into that. Yeah. I'm into it. I mean, I'm, I'm excited that it's not going away. Yeah. So, yeah. and uh, just so I wanted to double down on the... That was original to hear, right? Country Bear Jamboree? Yeah, Country mm-hmm. Bear Jamboree in Disneyland also had it back in Critter but, Country, which... But ours was first. Yeah. 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 Ours was a 1971 opening date attraction. Okay. And then they okay. Um, but yeah, so definitely not all just made up songs because Tears Will Be a Chaser for Your Wine oh, okay, was sung okay, by yeah. Wanda Jackson. Wow. 1967. Okay. All right. So... So they were like... 
popular songs at that time then, too. I if, believe... If this opened in 71, that's a get. Yeah, I believe that... Uh, I mean, maybe not all of them were huh. extremely popular, but I think they were definitely in the atmosphere. And maybe we're completely wrong on I this. I don't know. And this part, interesting. It's interesting. This part of the video is completely uh, taken out, but... For Disneyland, it opened March 4th, 1972. So Walt Disney World had it okay. for, you know, six months before yeah. they got into Disneyland. That's cool. So. It's nice to have that original yeah. piece of Walt Disney history. Absolutely. Uh, but in terms of just updating things constantly, making it fresh, uh, yeah, they could keep doing that with Country Bear over the years. They're doing it with Test Track because we're now moving on to Test Track 3.0. And not a lot of details on this yet. I feel like this was... Uh, part of the presentation that Disney was underestimating to them, I thought, I, I think they thought it was just going to be like a, a one sentence, like, yep, we're redoing Test Track. That's all you need to know. And it would go over like that. But uh, I feel like in past years, the nostalgia for original Test Track, the first version of it, has been growing and growing and growing as people are getting disillusioned with the second version, the, the Tron style version. And uh, it definitely has been due for an update. And what they're doing is they're not moving towards the future necessarily. They're, they, they obviously are, but they're also reaching back into the history for inspiration from the original World of Motion attraction that was in that building, bringing that spirit of optimism to the next iteration of the attraction. And I can't, I can't wait for it. Even the one small piece of concept art they showed that was just... A test track car going through a more heavily wooded area. Yeah. And I was like, oh, a drive through the country. That's literally like that. That's better than what it is now. Just driving through black walls yeah. with neon. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I. I mean, I'm super excited about this. I don't have a ton to say because we don't know much more beyond that. But you know, again, fan service pulling from World of Motion with going. Into the future with mm-hmm. this attraction seems like a big win. I'm pumped. Yeah, and it makes sense because like now that Tron is here in the Magic Kingdom, it, 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 I can see it being confusing, being like, "Oh, is this like Tron? No. Why does it look like it? We don't know." Yeah. Like <laughs> the <laughs> one thing sure. I despise about the current attraction is the whole build the car scenario, and I think that's one of the things people love the most about it. Mm-hmm. So I know I'm definitely in the minority on that. I just make it simple, make it fun, make it detailed. Have those nods to the past, and you're looking at a way to give this attraction life for a lot longer. No, it's not going to be cars ever, but you can make test track better. Sorry, for sure. gang. Sorry about that. You know what I'm not sorry about? The new pirate lounge that will one day be coming to Magic Kingdom. Uh, Pirates of the Caribbean themed lounge coming to Adventureland. The first of its kind experience will extend the story of Pirates of the Caribbean. Uh, they're still early in the design process with more details coming in the future. Obviously, this is going to take over Tortuga Tavern. And that's great because Tortuga Tavern has not been relevant in years. No, it's not great as a quick service spot. So right away, making it a Pirates Lounge seems like an easy when uh, when, and it seems pretty clear it means they're going to serve drinks I, alcoholic drinks yeah. that's what I got from it's it because there was a barrel yeah. of rum that they showed they, in yeah. the little video right yeah. did they run past yeah. yeah even if it's just a fun thing who cares it's we are now at the point where you know they extend it first they added beer and wine to beer, the yeah. table service restaurants and then they extended liquor service with it as well 
Uh, we're, we're just at that point in this culture with Magic Kingdom. We know people aren't going to be walking around just drunk the entire time. You know, do it just like Oga's. Yeah. It's worked in Disneyland in that way. You know, it hasn't been a problem there. So you can have a bar inside of Magic Kingdom or Disneyland and you don't lose control out of it. Do it with Pirates of the Caribbean in a spot that can't make a lot of money right now and just sits up and uses up real estate. Yeah. Put in a bar. You're, they're going to be printing money overnight with it. So if it, if it literally is the Pirates of the Caribbean version of Ogas, I mean, Ogas still still has. Yeah. Like, you can't. You know, some days you might get lucky with a walk up or a one or two person reservation, but like that thing still pouring in there and Pirates being the you know the age old property that it is. I feel like it just fits so well. But it's like one of those where I'm like, yeah, I would definitely go in there. Yeah. Oh, hundred uh, percent. Pirates are never going to lose relevance. I mean, it's unfortunately just like Dinosaur behind us, which won't be long for the future probably. Unfortunately, dinosaurs also knew they never lose relevance. Uh, it, you know, this guy right beside me right now is obsessed with dinosaurs. Still. I have a dinosaur tattoo. And uh, obviously, Jurassic Park, Jurassic mm-hmm. World, those, those will always keep people invested in dinosaurs. Disney did the same thing for Pirates, in a way, with that. So there are just some brands that I feel like will always have relevance. And, yeah, smart for doing this in Magic Kingdom. But I believe, uh, Erica, do you have anything else to say about that? I'm just super excited. I love Pirates, and Pirates of the Caribbean, that's my favorite ride at Magic Kingdom. Mm -hmm. So to have, like, some type of tavern being created across the way is going to be so much fun. Because I've never liked that quick service. I use it as a spot to like just kind of sit and hang out yeah. if I need a break. But to have something that's going to be like very much themed and match the pirates' aesthetic, I'm excited for. Yep, I'm excited. I have another place to say ahoy. Yes, so that's all that matters <laughs> in my life. We are now moving on to the opening date rapid fire with this, and these are uh, not blue sky items. Things that we absolutely know know that are coming to Disney parks. Uh, and one of them is open right now, so going in the order, uh, the Figment meet and greet at Journey into Imagination is already open. Uh, they announced that it would be opening on Sunday, September 10th. Mm-hmm. They announced that on Saturday, so a very quick turnaround on that. Uh, Destination D23 guests were the first people who got to see Figment live and in person. Uh, Erica, you went on opening day. Five-hour waits? I did not wait. Um, I I love Figment. I love him so much. Um, But I was not willing to stand alone in the middle of the heat for that long. When I first got there... Yeah, I got there at 10, and they were already saying, like, the inside portion is a 45-minute wait, and right now the outside portion is looking like a two-hour wait. And I was like, okay, um, I'm just going to walk inside and see what Figment looks like, because I just wanted to see him with my eyes. Um, But I knew that I was not going to be able to wait that, and I spoke to another cast member who was like, don't worry, just come back later in the week, and no one will be here. And I said, all right. I'll definitely do that because I Figment has been one of my favorite characters since I was a kid. My favorite character at Epcot, everything, and so it's always been a dream for me to meet him. Um, but he's just really tall, taller than I thought he would be. But um, it was absolutely insane. It, there were just so many people. Yeah. 
I don't like the design of the new figment. Ultimately, this new one just weirds me out. Like, the head is so tiny. Yes. The body proportions are all off, but... I just hope they give him a Christmas sweater for Festival of the Holidays, like they do in the ride. That's an easy way to keep him relevant all, yeah. all throughout the years. I mean... I do like that they give you the little signature card with Figment's autograph uh, when you meet him, since he can't sign. Um, I thought that's like a cute touch that you can take home with you yeah. and just remember that meet and greet. And it keeps the line moving. And yeah. that's important for busy meet and greets like, well, one that's going to be added to Epcot. So Journey of Water, the new Epcot-inspired attraction at Epcot, again, opens on October 16th now. We have the opening date on that. Uh, I finally got to experience it, and as pessimistic as I was about it and negative, it's actually really cute. Uh, it'll be perfect for kids. Uh, adults, I think, will actually have a little bit of fun in there, too, when they're with other adults. But if you're just, like, you know, if you're just, if you're just walking through and you want to see it, you'll probably feel like you wasted your time. But anyways, that opens October 16th. Annual pass holders will have their previews that they'll be able to do before then. And uh, also announced was that Moana will be meeting guests in a brand new area over there by the attraction, which I think that's honestly the smartest thing to do. Mm -hmm. It's great they built the spot here for her at Animal Kingdom, but she should be by her attraction. Yeah. Like, it makes the most sense. We just, we passed it on the way in. Um, there's just like a little sign oh, that says Moana. Oh, yeah, okay. I was, it's yeah, I know Pocahontas used to meet there yeah, back yeah. in the day. Gotcha, yeah. gotcha. Exactly, just gotcha. down there. It's over there, yeah. yeah. So I think it's great. Moana, I do believe that that will be the only place because mm-hmm. I, I believe the meet and greet times for her at this park end at the end of September, and then they're not on anymore. Mm-hmm. So maybe she'll still meet here for a while, but... Uh, it would make Epcot sense to just sense. have her there with yep. her attraction. Yeah, and speaking of meet and greets, we'll just round out the meet and greet portion of this. Uh, Asha from Disney's Wish that is coming out. She will be coming to Disney Parks. They announced Epcot as well as uh, Disneyland and then Disneyland Paris. And I'm assuming that she'll probably debut sometime around when the movie comes out. Mm-hmm. That's November 14th. So... I can't imagine that it'll take like forever. Like, the character's already ready. We got to see her yeah. live in person at Destination Beautiful. D23. Oh, yeah, no. Just, they, I mean, we haven't seen the movie yet, so I can't really, like, besides comparing to her look in the movie, like, looks great. Mm-hmm. So, just we'll see if the movie's good. I'll tell you what, that Once Upon a Studio short that it will show before Wish. It's incredible. It is the ultimate Disney fan service for nine minutes that... Is that Olaf and Genie? Olaf and Genie are... I just saw Josh Gad post a clip from something, and I was like, Olaf with the Genie? So, there, yes, there is a portion with that. I'm not going to ruin any parts of it. There's some really hilarious moments. There Mm, are, like, 400 Disney characters, animated characters, in it. And the whole plot of it that's not spoiling anything with it it's that it's the 100th anniversary day at the Walt Disney Animation Studios and all the characters want to get together to take a photo like the animators take out front of the building and that's 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 where I'll stop at it I was holding back weeping in the audience like I'm like 
I'm not a man who's afraid to cry if you're in a dark theater, but I knew those lights were going to come on, and I don't want to just be sitting next to everyone bawling my eyes out. But, oh, my gosh, it was so emotional, so good. So see that with, uh, you know, see Wish, see Asha in the Parks. That will be coming sometime. Uh, Luminous, the Symphony of Us, the new nighttime show at Epcot, will be debuting December 5th. Just in time for my birthday. Uh, well, just after your birthday. Yeah. So... Uh, do you want to give your social security as well? No. Okay. Uh, I, you know, we know there will be fireworks, lasers, special effects, all that. I don't know how excited to get for the show since we still know nothing about it. Yeah. But, you know, Epcot Forever, watched it the other night. I'm ready to say goodbye to Epcot Forever once again. Still haven't and seen it. I, I, I like the show, but it's like, gosh, this is, this is the epitome of temporary. Yeah, it's not for me. The, it's it's great if you love the classic Epcot music, but it's just not it's not the most impressive thing they've done. But a great holdover show. Uh, so that's December fifth, World Celebration, where they'll have the Walt the Dreamer statue mm-hmm. and the rest of that part of the park will be open in December. No exact date on that, but uh, that's right around. I'm that hoping time before period. Christmas. Yeah. Yeah, they need it before Christmas, yeah. and then it's ready to go in full force for January with the Festival of the Arts. Yeah. So, and then, you know, we will have a finished Epcot, which is wild. Amazing. Of that. I, I skipped over one, though, in terms of the t- November timeline, uh, Hatbox Ghost. Oh, yes. Finally, the yes. end of November, which instead still ha- seems very long. <laughs> instead of a Halloween gift, here's your Thanksgiving gift. Yeah, I, you know, I guess it's going to be a struggle to get them in there. And it's just maybe with the timeline, it feels like they'll be able to hit a nice spot, maybe right before Thanksgiving, maybe in that lull before after Thanksgiving, but before Christmas crowds pick up. But, you know, at least they did try to justify even more the existence of the Hackbox Ghost in the place he's going to be that, well, he's mischievous, so he'll bounce or, you know, he can show up anywhere. Okay. <laughs> oh. Okay, you knew you had to say something about this yeah. because the, the placement didn't make sense. Yeah. <laughs> and then finally, in the timeline of things with Walt Disney World, uh, Ahsoka will be added to Star Tours when that is featuring new destinations. The in only 2024. way we'll get her here. The only way. Yeah. She's already meeting guests. Her, Hera, Chopper—they're all over at Disneyland. We get nothing. Yeah. You get Star Tours. <laughs> well, I am. Ex- I am excited though to see like. How are um, doing some it? of the well, yeah, that's the thing. How is Ahsoka going to be um, incorporated? However, she also is a character that spans more of the entire Skywalker saga than a lot of other characters. Mm-hmm. So, like, could she pop up in the prequel tr- um, parts of the Star Tours? Could she be in the sequel trilogy? Could we see her? You know, so that's what I'm excited about with that aspect for that. That'll be a lot of fun to see her pop in there. But I'm glad they're using some of the live action shows. Yeah. Unfortunately for me, I have a feeling that she's only going to be utilized during the portion where one of your hero characters pops up and talks about the rebel spy that's on board. When the, oh, I think that's yeah. how she's going to be used. Yeah, I bet you're but, right. And she'll say her, her code name or something. Yeah, so. but potentially they could use destinations from the show Yeah, in terms of like adding new planets to it. But I think if we see her... It's going to be during. Well, maybe that it'll, maybe we'll see her ship from Ahsoka show up. You know how like yeah. um, like Finn or or mm-hmm. um, or Poe calls in True. and their thing. Like I could see her. Maybe or if Hera shows well, up Hera with the ghost, be like, oh, oh man, be cool. 
cash. We're nerds. Yeah, yeah I've, I've accepted I like the it. Show. Yeah, and that's it for the big news. They talked a little bit about international. You know, they gave an update that you know the Avengers attraction coming to Disney California Adventures still happening. Still happening, which I'm thrilled about because I was worried when they were like, "We're just building the gift shop," and you're like, "No, no, no, it's still coming." They showed the ride vehicle. It's a blend of technology from Tony Stark from the. Uh, why can't I think the people from Guardians of the Galaxy? It's supposed to be um, Tony Stark using technology from the time suits from Avengers Endgame combined with the jump points from Guardians of the Galaxy while also using vibranium from Wakanda. Thank you. So it's like merging all this stuff together. But also what's interesting about it is it's definitely not that roller coaster, I don't think. I don't think. No. I don't think because it doesn't look like that same thing. So people are now saying like, well, what is the ride now? Like what is it going to be? But they did say... It's an e-ticket attraction. Yeah. So that's good, because I feel like that land could use just like that one more thing, and it'll be like, it'll take it to the next level. Agree. I completely agree with that. Very excited for it. But, you know, we'll, we'll probably talk about that more in a future point in time as we know more details. The only other thing before we wrap this up totally so upset that the Muppets were literally utilized throughout the entire presentation. <laughs> they said nothing. You know, it is what it is, but I'm glad I got to see Muppets with my own own eyes. That's always a pleasure, but overall, I know a lot of people were underwhelmed or kind of disappointed with the news. That was a big Destination D23, I feel like. Yeah. Because those, that sort of like yeah. wealth of, uh, of announcements usually comes with the bigger D23 on the West Coast. The, the yeah. Fan Expo, which is now just D23 fan celebration or whatever they're calling it. Ultimately, it sent a message that we are still moving forward. We're not yeah. we're not just patting ourselves on the back for yeah. our past accomplishments. We are still actively moving forward. We're taking you into consideration, D23, the biggest Disney fan group. And that's that's the most you could you could hope for with it that that we are going to see change that's better for the parks in the future. So I, I, you know, while I wish there was one or two bigger things that were a little bit more concrete, at the end of the day, it's we got some big announcements with Country Bears Test Track. Mm-hmm. I'm, I, I'm, I'm pleased by it. Yeah. Excuse me, but it's, fine. <laughs> it's, it's just fine. Good. Listen, you would have, you would have appreciated the movies portion more. I was like. If we weren't in the middle of a strike and they got celebrities, you were going to be, like, kicking yourselves. Oh, I would but. have been pretty peeved if they <laughs> started trying to bring celebs out here, yeah. which is not historically what they do. But, um, but yeah, it, it's still it's good to know because I know Disney right now that the big problem, especially, like, Walt Disney World, is they were, like, after after the thing with, like, with Moana, they were, like, there, what's in development here? Yeah. So at least there's announcements about announcements about thinking about announcements to make. So I'm happy for that. It, it gives us a, a moment to be on the edge of our seats yeah. to see what a does come the, to fruition. A moment for the stock price to bump up for a second. Yeah. But, but it does make, I do like that attitude of, like, kind of gauging some of it. So I, I, it does make me excited because I am always very excited to see, like, that whole process of where where it goes where goes what and why goes yeah. in. Yeah. It was a lot of love for Walt Disney World as it was a Walt Disney World based event and I think that there's a lot of promise for the future for Walt Disney yeah. World with this. Animal Kingdom's going to get some love, Magic Kingdom's going to get more love and then eventually the cycle will start over hopefully with more to Epcot and more with Hollywood Studios. But yeah, get rid of Indiana Jones. It's epic stunt spectacular. Just right? put Indiana yeah. Jones there. I'm done with that. So easy. 
but I think we all are. But okay, that's it for our recap of all the big Disney news this week. We obviously want to hear what you had to say. So if you could do me a favor and let us know in the comments, we would really appreciate that. If you enjoyed our little recap with our thoughts, hit the thumbs up, subscribe to the channel. If you're watching this on YouTube, leave those comments, questions, video suggestions, all that. If you're listening to this, subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts and leave us ratings and reviews when possible. And again, book a vacation through Dreams Unlimited Travel. Get a free no obligation quote today at dreamsunlimitedtravel.com. That's it for myself, Rhino, and Erica here at Disney's Animal Kingdom. We'll see you again real soon as we dissect more Disney news. Take care. Bye-bye. And bye, Dino Land. We miss you already. (laughs) 